Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Challenge Podcast. This is episode 2, right before game week 1, one day until deadline. Today I'm joined by our co-host and guest, friend Leighton, all the way in South Korea. How's it going, Leighton? Yeah, pretty good. Happy birthday, Challenge. Thank you. It is indeed my birthday and it's been a nice day. Very nice, relaxed, chilled. It's been raining the whole day, so typical August birthday for me. Did you get any birthday presents? Well, I'm, I'm 30 now, so I don't expect presents anymore. But yeah, some nice small gifts from the family. And I got to have lunch with my friends, so that was nice. First time in about a month that I've seen them. It's pretty insane. Cool. Let's talk fantasy football. Let's do it. We're I'm one, ready. Yeah, we're one day away from deadline, so we better start getting our drafts in. Today, we yeah. are going to be looking at our Game Week 1 teams, looking at some transfer and injury news, mainly revealing our teams, discussing the contentious topic of forwards, defenders, as well as some cheap defenders. And then we'll finish off with some rapid-fire fixture predictions just to see what we think is going to happen this weekend and have a look at, I think, the obvious Game Week 1 captaincy. But let's have a look. What do you think about the transfer news of Lukaku potentially joining Chelsea in terms of fantasy? In terms of fantasy, I think he's a player probably score 20 plus goals i imagine he'll be at least 11 million one in the game but he definitely would be tempting when chelsea's fixtures take a turn for the good that's for sure that's yeah probably around game week seven i think so you wouldn't be tempted yeah, I think it's about game week seven. if he was to be introduced i don't know into the game yeah. today or tomorrow would you be tempted by him mm. You know, I've I've changed my team so many times over the last couple of days. I've been tinkering with the team, and if Lukaku gets announced today and he's ready to play game week one against Crystal Palace, well, that would give me some food for thought, definitely. How about you? I wouldn't have him, not immediately at least. Um, no? No, I wouldn't. I'd definitely be waiting. If I were to get someone, it would be Havertz in a five-man midfield. Yeah. But besides that, not tempted at all. Maybe a defender, but again, it depends yeah. on team news. Uh, we were supposed to record yesterday, but had some technical issues. Hopefully sorted mm. that out now for the future. But the Hopefully. European Super Cup was last night between Chelsea and Villarreal. Yeah. So we got to see a bit mm. of their team. I don't think they're going to be starting with the same 11 this weekend, for sure. Yeah. A major injury for Chelsea as well. Yes, the informed Ziyech was managed to score and then he got injured immediately after, yeah. which is very annoying. But we have a big squad, so we can make do. Yeah, you have a big squad when you have billionaire owners. No problem. I mean, One injury, who cares? <laughs> that's also true. Uh, speaking of injuries, Liverpool with big injury news this week with Robertson confirmed injured for a few weeks yes. so that could potentially yeah. influence our draft massively with Simikas and Jota potentially with that third Liverpool slot Are Yeah, considering them? 
definitely considering Samikas at the moment just because he's 4 million and I would expect he's going to get game time. And I watched him play in the preseason game and I was pretty impressed. So for 4 million defender for Liverpool against the Norwich side, I'd be pretty confident in keeping a clean sheet. I'd definitely consider him. him. Don't blame you. Yeah. Um, another injury possibility which we have to wait to see in the, the news tomorrow is, I think, Watkins from Aston Villa is a potential doubt for this weekend, which is a yeah. popular option up front in a lot of people's drafts. So yeah. something to keep in mind as well. I think it's easier with Aston Villa because if Watkins is injured, you have a brilliant replacement in Ings. Although Ings is more expensive in the game. He is slightly more, yes. But even if he is not injured, the question is how they're going to play with Watkins and Ings in the same team and their other new signings, Bailey and Buendia. So I think to me, I think Ings is a more secured starter with their fixtures. Yeah, I'd probably go with that as well. I'd probably agree with that. But yeah, let's look at our teams. First of all... Yeah. These are team reveals. I wouldn't call them a banked on team. I would say they're a draft. They're probably going to change before tomorrow's deadline. So definitely will change. Don't hold us to this. Team news, no. gut decisions might change things. So yeah, it's entirely up to you. Yeah, Leighton, uh, talk us through your first draft, please, for the benefit of the audio listeners. Yeah, this this was my first draft, and it's I'm pretty sure I won't be going with this. And I was looking at a 4-3-3 formation. I think with the introduction of Tony, who's just come up from the championship, he scored so many goals. And I'm so intrigued and tempted by this player because he's pretty cheap. And I wouldn't be shocked if he bangs in a few goals this season. Then not sure if Wilson is fully fit, if he is fit. I think Wilson is a really good shout up front as well. And obviously, Antonio for West Ham. In the midfield, I can't imagine many fantasy football players or serious fantasy football players having a team without Fernandez and Salah. Fernandez was the top, was he the top point scorer last year? I think so, right? Oh, Challen, you have no volume, my friend. Can you hear me now? Come back. Now I can hear you, bro. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, was Fernandez the top point scorer? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. So Salah, Fernandez in the midfield. This is definitely going to change. I wanted to have an Everton asset in that midfield because I think Everton have a very easy game at home. And then four at the back, Trent, Shaw, Kufal, and D. How do you pronounce his name, Challen? Go on. I'd say D. Always get this wrong. Dinia. Uh, but at the moment, possibly not going with this draft. But I do think, apart from Rodriguez, I think it's quite a strong strong lineup for that first weekend, especially. What do you think? I think it's pretty balanced overall. It's got a lot of yeah. the popular picks. And you've got four in yeah. defense. And Honestly, I think out of all of them, the, the glaring issue there is Hammers. I'm not sure if he's going to stay at Everton or not. I don't trust yeah. him. And I think Suchek 
the money there could be used better. And Loughton, yeah, there's a better option at four point five, I think. With, with Bernie's fixtures, yeah. up front, they aren't the best. Can you tell Suchek's me? Suchek's always been one of those players in my team over the last few seasons, where he's often on the bench and he's my first bench player because actually he gets quite a lot of points. I think he's a really good player. And then the others were just bench fodder. He is, and yeah, bench fodder is fair. But I think like yeah. that that Loughton spot can be used much better, mm. in my opinion. And mm. this team, this draft was... You sent me this draft before we got the news about Simikas. So that's why there's no 4.0 in this draft, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay, so you have another draft that you sent me. I, I have another draft. Do we, do we have that here? Yes, we have this one. Which, yeah. Which is uh, Sanchez, Trent, Shaw... Yeah. So for Dina, Tielemans, Salah, Fernandez, Jorginho, Antonio, Wilson, Tony on the bench, Simikas yeah. as your four option and 4.5 in Basuma, as well as Virginia yeah. as your backup goalkeeper. Why do you like Virginia? I like him because he's 4 million one, and I don't see any need for a backup keeper in the first few weeks so he's just complete four million on the bench you can sit there have a nice day exactly <laughs> why i got him okay fair enough you you enjoy him on your bench that's that's fair um any reason why you chose tiedemans and Jorginho over other people like rafinha bonds yeah I think, okay, it's a really good question because I know most people are going absolutely crazy for Rafina and they want him in their draft and in their team. But when I'm looking at those fixtures and Leeds are playing Man United, I would prefer a Leicester City asset or a Chelsea asset. I think Chelsea are playing Crystal Palace. And I think if now, obviously, it's different news. If Lukaku comes in, then I'm going to change my plans because I know that Jorginho is on penalties, right? Yeah, he, and he apart is on penalties. From, he's on penalties. He doesn't miss them often unless he's playing in Wembley, it seems. So could could Chelsea go get a, a penalty against Crystal Palace and he, he bangs one in? And then I think Tealsman's for, for Leicester... I think he's a he's a bit of a dark horse. Not many people are going to have him in the squad, and I thought he's going under the radar a little bit, so I put him in. To me, Tielemann seems like a very he's a good season pick. Like if you're going to leave him the entire yeah. season, you don't take him out. Fair enough, but I think in the first three fixtures, they don't have the best run. Uh, I can't remember their fixtures. Let me just have a look. I'll show you. I think they play. Wolves, West Ham, and then Norwich. Yeah. So, I mean, they're pretty okay, but you could instead have someone okay. like uh, Aston Villa midfielder, who's got three good fixtures, yeah. or you could have a West Ham midfielder who has three good fixtures. Or... I, think, I think that's just based on fixtures, but when I think Leicester are such a settled squad, they just won the, was it the Community Shield on the weekend? It was, right? Yes, but then, exactly, that's yeah, the point yeah. then. Why wouldn't you go for Barnes mm. instead? And the, I think, let me just point out that in, I think, both of these drafts, you have one million in the bank. Yeah, yeah I do have one million in the bank. I always try and have a little bit in the bank <laughs> just in case something's going wrong in the, the first few weeks. 
So it's definitely something I'm considering as well. Should I just use that extra money and up, upgrade to Barnes? It's definitely in my thinking. And another glaring omission from these two drafts is no Son, no Grealish. No Grealish. I'm not on the Grealish train yet. Actually, no, no, no City with... in general. No no City players. Yeah, shocking, isn't it? Uh, obviously, I considered Mares, but if I'm going with the Salah Fernandez, I think I have to cheaper my defense by a lot. There's quite a few players in that defense who get a lot of assists and quite a few goals throughout the season as well. So there's that. That's one reason. And yeah, so I didn't pick Grealish. And the reason I didn't pick Son. Son is 10 million. I find it very difficult to get a 10 million midfielder in my team. And they're playing Man City in that first game week. Fair enough. And, and with no Kane. The thing, just... okay, the thing is, though, is that with this draft, yeah. the question basically comes down to... Hello, cat. Uh, yeah, this, this is the friendliest cat in the world. It's like a dog. <laughs> Very sweet. <laughs> Always, yeah. The question is, would you rather have in like in this team you have Dina and Tielemans, yeah, or Dina and Jorginho, yeah. or would you instead have a four point five defender and yeah. Son in one of those? Yeah, so I did slots. I I I was tinkering again just before we started this stream, and I downgraded Shaw to Ben White because that's a whole 1 million saving. And I looked at reducing one of my strikers to maybe a 4.5 so I can afford Son in my team. So it's just, there's so many options challenge, isn't there? Yeah, I think team use is going to play a big role in it in the end. Exactly. Let's have a look at my draft and see, or my numerous drafts, and see where... Numerous. Now let's look at challenge 50 drafts. I hope you got a lot of time. These are different drafts, just so you can get an idea of like what I think is balanced, and then maybe focus on attacking or focus on defense, depending on what route yeah. you want to take. Um, mm. First one is pretty balanced overall. We have a very similar defense, where it's I, yeah, I, I essentially have the Brighton goalkeepers, Sanchez and Steele. In defense, I have... Yeah. Ben White, Dinia, Trent, Simicas, and Sofal. In midfield, I've got the obvious Fernandez, Salah. And then I have mid prices in Rafinha and Gunduan. And then Billy Gilmore as my fifth midfielder. And then up yeah. front, I've got the template Tony Ings Antonio combination. What do you yeah. think of that? Does anything stand out to you? Do you like anything, not like uh -huh. it? I mean, Gilmore, obviously, is just 4.5. He's just there to help the rest of your team. But would you also not be tempted to maybe spend less on one of the strikers and upgrade the Gundog to a Grealish or a Mares? Especially if Mares is on penalties, right? It It is an option. I prefer, I know he's been very good in preseason, Morris that is but to me yeah. with City not having signed a striker, with Jesus not being fit enough to play in the first game week I think we'll see with team news that means they're probably only yeah. going to have two options to play up front, Gunduan, I mean not Gunduan uh, 
De Bruyne is injured, so yeah. your options up front are Ferran Torres or Gundogan, mm. and to me they're yeah. a lock-in for that first two games at least. So then the question yeah. is, who do I think is going to get more minutes between Mares and Gundogan? And I think Gundogan will start and get more minutes. He won't get subbed off as much. Uh, Foden is injured. Mm. So direct yeah. competition is only going to come from Torres. And yeah, it seems nailed on to me. If I were to consider downgrading a player in this draft, it would probably be Dina to... I could do a 4.5, which gives you a million. Or I could downgrade maybe Ivan Tony and get a 4.5 yeah. there. And then I could spend that money mm. on either Gilmore or upgrading Gundogan, which leads me to the second draft. The second draft is me doing exactly yeah. that. Where, <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, so the second draft is me taking the money out of Dinia, taking the money yeah. and putting it into Joe Willock instead of Billy Gilmore, which gives me... Who's that? Newcastle, right? Yes. Willock has just moved to Newcastle. He scored those eight goals in a row for them at the end of last season. So, played very well. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was. They have good fixtures. So, th- this gives me an option of five in midfield or I can play 3-4-3 three, three with three strikers. And mm. the only issue is that in this draft, I would have two four million defenders in Amati and Simikas. But yeah. today, or maybe yesterday, I see that Leicester have agreed a deal with a Southampton defender. I think it was Yannick Vestergaard. So they are signing a central defender, and that means that Amati is probably not going to be playing much. So he's no longer an option. Do you yeah. like do you like this more than the previous one? Do I like it more? I think I think this is just a case. Do you prefer your money being with an Everton defender or a Newcastle midfielder? And who's more value for money? And I would argue the Everton defender, possibly. That's Oof, that's purely, you're purely basing that on the Everton fixtures, the way. Benitez plays, and I'm guessing yeah. Dinia's set piece Track threat. Record. Yeah, set piece threat. He he bangs in assists. What two seasons in a row? He's got a lot of assists. For a defender, he's going to get points. Yeah, as you just said, they have good fixtures, but Newcastle do have good fixtures. I mean, both of these are really you're going to do well in that first game week. Most of the players have good fixtures. Uh, much of a muchness to be honest with you it is I'll chat about Everton a bit more when we get to the defenders part but yeah the final draft is doing something similar but putting the money a bit elsewhere right so the final final draft is basically downgrading the third striker to a 4.5 and then taking some of the money from Dinia putting target in his place for his fixtures and using that extra money to upgrade Gunduan to Son. Yeah. Who's the main threat in the team? Now, Kane leaving. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about Son. Let's talk about Son Heung-min. He's going to be the player for Spurs if Kane leaves, which 
I'm pretty sure he's going to leave. And if Kane doesn't leave, he's probably not going to play in the first game against Man City, is he? That's the question we don't, we, we don't know. Like, I think tomorrow... We don't know. Yeah, we're, tomorrow yeah. we're going to get the press conference from Nuno. And I think he's just going to hint that Kane is going to play. Because why wouldn't he? If you have a massive weapon, why wouldn't you threaten yeah. to use it against the best team in the league? But maybe Kane doesn't want to play against Man City. Or maybe he's had the phone call with City and said, Hey, listen, I'm going to sit on the bench. Don't want to play against you. That... But let's say, let's just... Let's just say Kane isn't going to play against Man City. Are you going for Son Hung Min or Gondwan? Where do you go? Your instincts. Where would you? Where would you want to put the money? If I have confirmation that Gondwan will play tomorrow or will play on the weekend, yeah then I would probably go him. But yeah. I think, just because it, it gives me a bit more flexibility, because at the moment, with that team, where is it? There. Yeah. I, can, look, yeah. I can play Gunduan. I can play that four in midfield and three up front for the good, yeah. good first few weeks. And then I can always... Yeah change later on once Lukaku or Kane joins whatever mm. whereas with the Son draft I'm taking the money out of the mid, the striker and yeah. I only have two strikers then and then I have to rely on the hamstrings of Danny Ings and Antonio you don't want to rely on those hamstrings do you no paper thin <laughs> out of all the hamstrings in the Premier League there are two of the ones I'm not backing yeah. So as much as I really do like Son, I don't yeah. think I can start with him. The thing is, last year, Son Heung-min, he was essential. You needed him in the team. Him and Kane, perfect. A dream team, right? But this year, with that Man City fixture, because we're just talking about the opening fixtures. I'm looking at Man City and Spurs. I think they both have really difficult fixtures. I think it depends on how you look at it. But yeah, the first game is not going to be easy. And it's a new manager under no. Spurs, so they're not going to play the same way as they, they did under other, other managers. No. So I think their second and the third games are pretty good too. It's Wolves. Again, look, they're playing City, which is Pep. Then Wolves, it's a new manager. Yeah. Watford, it's a promoted team. Yeah. Crystal Palace, it's a Vieira, it's yeah. a new manager. So it's a lot of and unknowns. Chelsea. Yeah. That's the thing. I think if you put Son Heung Min in your team, you need enough about the rest of the team where you could actually say, I'm going to put Son on the bench against Man City and then bring him in in the following week. That's ballsy, though. Like, why, I wouldn't be spending 10 million and putting him on my bench. I did that last year and that mm. didn't go very well. And it well. bit you. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. Son Heung Min, I, I think he's one of the best players in the Premier League and one of the best players in FPL. I think, yeah, with this discussion, it's basically looking at uh, is the third striker a good option as opposed to a stronger yeah. midfield option? And therefore, again, just you'd have to look at the the forwards stats-wise, right? So I think ma the majority of the players this year are probably going with Tony. I think he's a very popular pick. They are. but <laughs> And if you're willing to not go with him... You could put the money into the midfield. Yeah. 
So, uh, in terms of uh, past seasons, promoted strikers, besides the last season, it was Bamford, but that's a striker in, yeah. a, in a very strict system under... I've blanked on the guy's name. The Leeds manager, Bielsa. Yeah, Leeds manager. And <laughs> then, besides that, and maybe Norwich the season before with Pukki, strikers from promoted sides don't really do well in their first year or two. And I'm yeah. with the caveat of Wolves and Leeds, who had a very specific good manager who played a certain system where they knew what they were doing before they came to the league. Brentford are just not not going to say happy to be there, but... Well, they're not, because I don't know if you saw the interview, but he said the aim is to win the Premier League. What's the point of being there if you don't want to win the games? Uh, play to him. I guess. Fair enough. But, yeah. I mean, he, I, well, he scored 30 goals in the championship and maybe a 12 assists. Oh, I could be wrong. It might be more. I personally prefer to focus on proven factors, proven people in the league, especially yeah. in the beginning. I'd prefer to risk on one or two yeah. players. In And in my squad, yeah. I have Tony as my risk at the moment. Maybe Gunduan if you're going to go with the City minutes thing. But besides that, yeah. they're all pretty nailed on. Yeah. And based on that, I'm pretty safe at the moment. Yeah, I mean, looking at both of your teams, you've definitely, you've taken fixtures into consideration. You've I mean, it's, diff it's difficult at the beginning of the season to say, okay, this player's got good form. But most of these players, you'd look at them and say, they're going to hit the ground running. They're going to do well. Yeah. I mean, lo looking at the forwards that cost nine million or less, right? Last season, yeah. without a doubt, Bamford and Calvert-Lewin were top, right? Top. But yeah. the, the difference is, is that this season, they're substantially more expensive, and yeah. Watkins is right up there as well, stats-wise, for his goal involvement. But again, we're not sure yeah. how he's going to be affected by Ings joining and his slight injury for this weekend. And besides that, out of that list, can you are you tempted by any of those other players? Uh, Firmino, Werner. You've got Will Wilson in your team. He's like mid-pack mid there for his involvement. Yeah, Wilson's definitely one of those. I'm as touch and go at the moment. Last year, I went with Werner at the beginning of the season. Player was coming over from Germany. I thought he'd do quite well, so I won't. I won't be going down that route at the moment. But I think these strikers are just so expensive that I prefer to put that money into the midfield. Uh, I can see that. I'm at this stage. I'm willing to potentially take that risk. I'm not going to get Calvert-Lewin. And the reason why I'm not considering a Everton defender, I want to probably get rid of Dinia, is because of no Calvert-Lewin. He is supplying, he supplied many of Calvert-Lewin's goals last season, but Calvert-Lewin hasn't played in preseason at all. So they don't have a striker. Yeah. Everton have a nice fixture, but a little bit of a problem, eh? They have Richarlison. Are they going to be able I to guess. score? Yeah. What about Sigerson? No. Sigerson's out? Yeah, he's uh, he's otherwise not available for this weekend, I think, as far as I know, based on reports. How about Vardy then? Because if I feel this year I haven't seen Vardy in anybody's draft. Nobody's talking about Vardy. Why would you why would you stay clearer? 
of Vardy. 10.5. Why are you not getting him? His price, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't have the money to invest that much money into him. Especially when, for example, you look at this graphic, you, you've got yeah. the likes of these players. I mean, if I were to get a Leicester striker, it would probably be Ian, Ian Acho. He's 7.5. Yeah. And his stats were unreal mm. last season. Yeah. I think, you know, Leicester, I really do think Leicester are going to have a good season. So I think having a, a Leicester player or two players would be really good. You were considering Lacazette last week. So, I mean, look at him in this graph. He's on the far left. So his big chances are not the best. And he's got hardly yeah. any chances at all. Have you yeah. changed your mind about him? I see he isn't in your draft anymore. He's not in my draft. The, one of the reasons was I watched the uh, preseason game with Spurs, and I just don't think Arsenal are ticking. And Brentford are going to come up, and they're not going to fear this Arsenal team. Aubameyang and Lacazette just uh, are not linking up well. And I just thought, you know what, I, Arsenal don't have the best fixtures. I can. One of the reasons I considered getting Lacazette in was because the following week I was going to downgrade to Calvert-Lewin or just sidestep. But that's not in my plan anymore. And so, yeah, Lacazette's not in my plans. Sorry, Lacazette. Fair enough. And I think in terms of our strikers, then I think we're pretty settled. I don't think major changes are going to happen in most teams. And I think that's fine. As long as you have a competing bench and midfield, then yeah. you should be okay. But looking at our defenders, it's yeah. an important thing to be looking at because we have the likes of... Okay, you, you currently have da uh, Shaw in your team, right? Yeah. And he was second best overall for goal involvement last season. Yeah. And you're not considering taking him out at all, right? Or are you considering that? There's been a slight consideration just because the likes of Ben White are so cheap and then I could put the money into the, the midfield but I think Shaw is just his goal involvement and with this Man United team fantastic opening day fixture Fernandez, Sancho I think Shaw and I, I, I genuinely believe they're going to get a clean sheet so I, I think he's a really good defender to have him 5.5 for Shaw I think is quite good so you have both Shaw and Dinier in your team both very good attacking yeah. ones they've got good stats if you were to drop one yeah. of them which one would it be? It's very hard and I was considering that if it's one of them I'd probably drop Dign how do you say his name? Dignay? Dignay Dignay yeah. I can't get it get it right yet you'll get it right I'd eventually. probably drop him Okay. just because I Man United is a settled team and we don't know what to expect from Everton. So that's the only reason I would probably stay with Shaw. Okay. And Trent is a guaranteed lock-on in your team at 7.5? I think so. I, I think at 7.5, he's expensive for a defender, but if you look at the other players in fantasy team, I think he's one of the most valuable players in the team. I think his price is only going to rise. And so, yeah, I think he's 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 nailed on. He's, I mean, he's in my team. Looking at this graphic about big chances for yeah. defenders, that kind of proves why, right? Because this shows you 
who, which defenders have the most shots in games on the y-axis yeah. and then on the x-axis we see chances created and therefore you want to be positioned in the top right basically and look yeah. if you look there Trent is sitting top right alone yeah Best. alone yeah he's then, just yeah could you imagine him taking him out of your team I could but it would have to be for something massive so again if Lukaku was available or Kane was at City I would consider that heavily yeah especially with the fact that Simicast is available at four. So for the short term, then I would go Simicast in defense, have an extra yeah. three and a half million. I could pump that into a striker and get a big striker. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, obviously, if there was a, if the only way to get to Kane was to sell Trent, I might consider it. But oh, what I think as a defender, Trent, he should be in everyone's team. Is there a reason why we're not considering Man City defenders with one of the most consistent defenses last season? Yes, they have City. I mean, they have Spurs first, but why wouldn't we consider them? There's... Or Chelsea, no, no, there's something about I, I, Chelsea. Chelsea is definitely a good discussion to have, but with City, they they didn't win a trophy in preseason. And I feel the beginning of the season for Man City is always a little bit ropey. I'm looking at them thinking, are they are they going to have a little bit of a tricky time with Tottenham? So they have Tottenham and did, did they have Arsenal as well in the first couple of fixtures? I think it's Spurs, Chelsea. Let me have a look. Spurs, yeah. Did they have Chelsea as well? No, no, no. It's Sorry, it's Spurs, Norwich, Arsenal. Norwich, Leicester. Arsenal. That, that's it, Leicester, right? So... If you're going to choose Man City defender, you're basically comparing a Man City defender versus Dinia, basically, right? Yeah. So you're comparing those evidence fixtures Southampton, Leeds, Brighton, Burnley versus Tottenham, Norwich, Arsenal. Yeah. And you're I tend to lean more towards the Everton side of things there too. Although, again, yeah. if and when I wildcard, I might con I would probably end up bringing a City defender in because they do get better as the time goes on. They do. And I think as well, by the time you're looking to wildcard, probably around week seven, week eight, Man City's fixtures are much better. Chelsea's fixtures are much better. And you might be looking at those City defenders and seeing that, okay, there's a City defender that's nailed on here. Pep is really sticking with this. Then you would go you go with it. I, I, I would imagine Stones would be nailed on, right? Uh, I think he played, okay, he played in the finals of the Euros. So I think he got an extended break. But I think Diaz has been yeah. playing a lot of the games. Yeah. And Ake as well, but Ake won't be a long-term starter. So I think for this week specifically, mm -hmm. if I were to get a defender from them, it would probably be Diaz or Cancelo, based on preseason minutes alone. Hello. Yeah. I had Cancelo on my team last year for a long time, and he was wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> Treated was. me well. It's, it's amazing how, if you look at this graphic about team defense, that... 
Yeah. When it comes to chance, big chances and small chances conceded, you want to be in this graphic. You want to be in the bottom left. So the teams who yeah. have the best, who, who concede the least chances, are Man City from last season, Chelsea, Brighton, Arsenal, mm. and then to an extent Man United. So yeah. there's a reason why. And I, Man United's defense should in, improve. Yeah, I mean they're they've signed Varane. Uh, they've got yeah. a pretty settled back line now. And there's a reason why, with the fixtures, why a lot of teams have Brighton defence or a Brighton goalkeeper and a defender. But it's yeah. very surprising that almost no teams have the two best defenders from last season, Chelsea and Man City. And I think that I, I tend to fall in the camp of not having them either. But I think that if there's something that's going to potentially destroy our rank this week it's going to be Chelsea keeping a clean sheet uh, Reese James yeah. or Chilwell scoring a goal and a Man City yeah. defender clean sheet goal that's the worst that could happen and then one of your other the players you've gone for instead blanking yeah of course I mean the good thing is in this case the majority of players are also avoiding Man City defenders and Chelsea defenders. So if a defender scores, you're at least you're thinking, well, uh, probably 10% or less of the teams have these players. In. That's the only benefit. Fair. In my opinion. Would you, would you have Simikas or Diego Jota in midfield if, as your third Liverpool asset? If I was to have a third Liverpool asset, and I don't at the moment, I do think it's a good idea to have a third Liverpool player, when, especially with Norwich. If I was to have, oh, I think Yota will probably get 60 minutes. But what a goal threat he is. Oh, yeah, he's got, he's, got one really... the, he's got one of the best stats per when it comes to XG and XGI per 90 in the league. So... Even if he plays, if he plays thirty minutes, he's going to have a massive yeah. impact on the game, most likely. But the question is whether he's going to start over Firmino this week. Yeah, so it's a tough question. I think once again, it, it comes down to your budget and, and how you spread it throughout the team. But with a Liverpool defender being four million, that's why I would probably lean towards him, so I can have other players in my team. Over. In fact, in your draft, you don't have Yota, do you? No, I don't. Why not? I went with Simikas because with Robertson out, I think it's a surety of starts. That's essentially all I'm yeah. going for. And yeah. I don't mind having him later on in the season too. But yeah, let's move on. Looking at yeah. four, 4 million defenders, uh, yeah. we have... Lester's See, this is just a joke because I can't pronounce any of these players' names. He's found the most difficult player names in the history of the Premier League and said, let's get this this Welshman who can't pronounce anything to pronounce these words. <laughs> Not true. You can say the first one. It's, if it sounds like a smarty Amati, then I, <laughs> I hope so. Yes, and you, you, by now you can say the second one too. Yeah, I think so. If his name is Simikas. Yeah, nice. What about Southampton? Pretty good. I've been practicing on my Greek. Well, he's clearly he should be playing for Liverpool since it's his Liveramento. Yeah, I'll give you that too. And what about the yeah. Norwich defender? 
don't know. I think you should give this one a go. Oma Bamadeli. Oh, Oma Bamadeli. Yeah, and then at Wolves we have... Whoever. <laughs> Whoever, Hover, Hoover, Hover. Hoover. How do you want to say it? And then at West Ham we have Johnson. And I think in terms of who's going to start, I mentioned Leicester signing a new centre-back. So Amati might start this weekend, but I don't think he's going to start long-term. So the only yeah. real options for me from this list are um, Simicas, Livermento, and I think Omar Bamadeli. But Leicester, Norwich have yeah. terrible fixtures, so the best terrible. points options, I think, are from Simicas. Points potential. The biggest yo-yo team in Premier League history has got to be Norwich. And I, I how are to... they repaid? Exactly right, because you know they're probably going to get relegated and then they've been given the worst fixtures imaginable to get their Premier League season started. So stay clear of Norwich defenders, everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Touch wood stay that clear. they don't get, you know, they beat everyone. I, I know this player who I'm going to recommend as a defender, is, he's not four, he's not four million, but he's 4.5, is Ben White. What a price for a defender nailed on for Arsenal. In a good defence as well, and I think yeah. he's a good mid-price option. The only other option I think I would consider there is Leeds's Eiling. Yeah, so, don't you think Leeds... Oh, yeah, Eiling, he's not, he's not a bad shout, you're right. He's got good stats from last season, and he wasn't playing, he was playing at centre-back last season, but now he's going to be playing at right-back, so over the next seven games he might be better because you're going to bench him for the first couple of games anyway but late, after that you might need him for sure but let's have a look at he's also yeah let's do it what do you think is going to happen in Brentford Arsenal let's do this uh, quick fire so let's just whatever first comes to mind what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night I'm going to say Brentford 9 Arsenal nil. <laughs> no I'm sorry I'm sorry no. I can say Arsenal 2-0 Okay, I'm saying 2-1 to Arsenal. Tony get on the goal, goal yeah. sheet? Yeah. United, yeah. United leads? 2-0 from me. No, no, sorry, 2-1. 2-1 yeah, again. 2-1 now, I'm going 2-0. Shut out, okay. Man United. Rafinha uh, goal. Uh, no, Rafinha red card. <laughs> Burnley Brighton? 0-0. No, no. Oh, I hope so. I think it's going to be 1-0. It's just a battle of defence, isn't it? 1-0 Burnley. Uh, Late, yeah. A late goal destroying everyone's hearts who have both double Brighton defence. Mm. Chelsea Palace? 4-0. Chelsea. Just in case I have to uh, let you know who I'm saying is 4-0. 4-0. I'm going to say 2-0 two, two Chelsea. Uh, Palace weren't bad in pre-season, besides their last game as far as I know. But yeah, 2-0 Chelsea. Everton, Southampton? Yeah. 1-0 Everton tough but I tend to agree with you maybe a one yeah. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one. Leicester Wolves oh, I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester I think Leicester have got that one in the bag I'm going to say 1-1 one, one again I don't know why nah, I think Leicester have it over the, the Fox is going to demolish the Wolf and now the Moose versus the Lion. Watford versus Villa. Some Villa. Oh, I'm 
probably a one nil. Ings, probably one nil. Fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna say two, two nil Villa, and yeah. Liverpool Norwich three nil to me. Wow. Yeah, 3-0. 3-0 to me. Liverpool. Salah Hattrick. I hope so. Liverpool. Uh, Newcastle, West Ham. 1-1. I'm hoping for a 1-0 win for West Ham. Antonio goal. Spurs, Man City. Main event. This is the hardest. Main event. Uh, You go first. One nil city. Yeah, one nil. Yeah, I'm going two one. Two one city. Uh, fair enough. I don't know. The thing is, okay. So from our predictions, the main thing that I'm noticing here is that I've backed Villa, yet I don't have any of their defensive players, and I think that that should be fixed. If I'm going to go for a clean sheet, I should have a player. So I'm going to consider that. Yeah, I astronomically backed Chelsea to demolish <laughs> Crystal Palace and. I don't have as many players. I have one potential player. Amazing. But yeah, we'll have to see about that. But yeah, I think let's have a look at our social media platforms. We can follow us, please. That would be very nice. If you could please follow us on Twitter or Instagram at FanChallenged, or if you like this video, please, or if you want to watch the video, you can watch it on our channel at Fantasy Challenge, please like, subscribe, and comment on the video. Helps us all very nicely. If you want to send us any questions or anything like that, comments on Twitter is where we are most active. If you prefer to listen to your podcasts in the audio format and don't want to see our faces, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or, you know, wherever else you listen to your podcasting content. Do you follow the pages, Leighton? I hope so. Of course I follow the pages. Yeah, you better. On on Twitter. <laughs> or you'll be blocked. On YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be blocked, but I'll still be in the video, so it's fine. Yeah. If you have any hate tweets or hate comments, please do send them to Leighton. Not, yeah, not, I'm not here for that. Yeah. Um, if you yeah. don't like his team, tell him that as well. For the sake of it. Yeah. Oh, and if you don't like challenge team, you should definitely tell them that. Make them cry. But yeah. For his uh, birthday. Final thing that we didn't do, I'm just assuming that you are going to be captaining Salah, right? Ah, yeah. Good assumption. Yeah, I'm going to be it's captaining Salah. him as well. Um, could potentially maybe no, no. go with Fernandez, but I doubt, I highly doubt that. It's Norwich. It's Norwich. I agree. It's Liverpool. It's 3 0. But all right, we will see you next week where we will talk about, we'll have a review of game week one. Finally, the game will be will have started. Uh, we'll see how badly we've done or how really well we've done. And good, yeah. luck, good luck, Leighton. Good luck, Challen. Happy birthday. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thanks a lot. I'll see you next time and have a good week. Goodbye, everyone. Mm-hmm.